I should talk to Matt. Yeah, I'll set up a comm link. Hey, Matt. Hello. Hello. Is this you, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Who else would it be? There's very little time to explain. You don't have to say anything. I'm being held captive. I feel the same way. This test has really taken away a lot of my attention, and I haven't been able to focus a lot. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Oh, I do. The feeling of isolation, even in good company, it affects all of us. It's important to talk about these things, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. Charlie, listen. Vlad is alive, and he's about to drain my blood. <laughs> That's hilarious. You and your stories. Vlad's dead. He's very very much alive. I don't have much time to talk. But we just talked earlier when you came back on the ship. Came back on the ship? That's not me. It's an imposter. Sure, sure. I can tell the real Matt from a mostly Matt, and nothing gets past Aaron's high-tech security system. He's probably a vampire. Throw holy water on him. Make, make him eat garlic knots. You'll see. It's not the real me. <laughs> I appreciate the levity. It's a good distraction from studying, but I, I gotta get back now. You can't be serious. Charlie. Oh, I was going to ask if you wanted to listen to a Serendibite with me. Hmm. I'm sure I'll stop by if he's free. Aaron, uh, play that Serendibite, and then studying. And that's why I loved Katy Perry in Elf with Will Ferrell. I think you're thinking of Zoe Deschanel. No, it was definitely Katy Perry. Zoe Deschanel. I heard her sing. It was definitely Katy Perry. Hmm. And we're back, broadcasting from our studio on the Pale Blue Dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. That's right, Charlie. Don't worry if you have to do a double take. Today we discuss doppelgangers. Now, Candace Bushnell, American author and TV producer, she said, I sometimes read in a gossip column that I was at a party when I was in Europe at the time. It sometimes feel I've got a doppelganger somewhere. Hmm. Hmm. Now, doppelganger may be defined as an apparition or double of a living person, usually biologically unrelated. The word itself is actually German in origin, from doppel, meaning double, and ganger, meaning walker or goer. The word in German is also the same singular or plural, much like deer or fish in England. In, Eng in English. <laughs> in England. In England. <laughs> Only in England. Uh, in English, fish. <laughs> the D is also normally capitalized, so they think of it as like a proper noun when it's written in German. Now, another less often used term is twin stranger. Doppelgangers in fiction are normally ghost-like and are said to bring bad luck, uh, possibly being omens of death, so to speak. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic reverb. This is a fairly new idea in English writing, but it was made famous in German literature back in 1848. The idea of a ghostly apparition that resembles a living human has been around for millennia. The Egyptians had three parts of the soul, the ka, which was the portion that looked like the individual and survived after death to live on in a picture or a statue of the person. The idea was around in Greece, too, during the time of uh, Euripides. He put it into his play, Helen. There's also a version in Norse mythology known as a Vardiger. And in Finnish mythology, there is an Atenian. Sure. Etienne. Yeah, that makes sense. Etienne. This one is interesting because it, instead of 
being around after a person like we normally think of a ghost. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a preview of a living person. It goes ahead of the person uh, and it hangs around after a person or instead of hanging around like after a person's death, goes ahead, does what the person is about to do. And then the real person comes and does what the apparition just did. Mm. That I don't know which one's creepier. <laughs> <laughs> In psychiatry and neurology, there's a term known as heotoscopy, which refers to seeing one's own body from a distance. This is thought to be a form of psychosis and is often related to schizophrenia and even epilepsy, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Now, some think that this may be where the idea of Goppel gobbledangers gobbledanger <laughs> gobbledangers gobbledanger doppelgangers come from there's also a psychosis in which the person claims to not be able to see his or her own reflection which is known as negative autoscopy vampire i, I was just like it's vampirism <laughs> like you don't have to na name it something else you're a vampire <laughs> come on psychiatrist yeah it's vampires like, have you ever that. seen them during the day no vampire <laughs> <laughs> oh they can only meet with you at night after the sun goes down mm, yeah <laughs> A photo project by Francois Brunel entitled I'm Not a Lookalike, which you should look up, by the way. The photos are fascinating. Got the attention of a scientist by the name of Dr. Manel Estella. Have you seen these? No. Oh, man. You should look them up. They're pretty good. The doppelgangers. They're, they look like twins, like photos of twins, most hmm. of them. But they're not. They're totally unrelated. Different countries sometimes, most of the time. That's interesting. If they're different countries, too. Yeah. I mean, totally different parts of the world. But they look the same. Look exactly the same. Completely different upper rings. Yeah. So, Dr. Estella had recently studied the physical differences between twin siblings and after seeing the photo project, wondered what would cause two people who are completely unrelated to look like one another. So he used 32 pairs of the photo project's participants of lookalikes. He used a facial recognition software to see which pairs actually looked most alike. And then he took DNA of everyone involved and found that those who scored closer to looking like twins did on the facial recognition software also had similar DNA. This means that if you have a doppelganger or someone who looks like you, you likely share quite a bit of similar DNA. Yeah. So you're actually almost twins. Uh, interestingly, there is more to appearance than simply the makeup of our genes. The epigenome, which I had not heard about before this, is basically the way in which DNA is allowed to be expressed or not, depending on chemical markers and other modulators within cells. And this is, in fact, this is affected by your environment and by the way you live your life, your diet, and all kinds of things. Another way to look at this is that our environment, nurture in the nature versus nurture argument, affects how we replicate DNA. This is why identical twins who have the exact same DNA may look a little bit different, especially over time as they get older, and as they get older, they may develop totally different health problems. One may be able to run a marathon, one may have heart disease and be basically bedbound. Hmm. That's interesting. Another factor that may have effect on our appearance is our microbiome. Everyone has a slightly different diet, at least, and potentially an outrageously different one. This, at least in part, makes everyone's microbiome completely different. Now, Dr. Estelaire said that genetics puts them together, referring to the DNA of the doppelgangers, and epigenetics and microbiomes pulls them apart. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's still wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's in Yeah. All the variations and all the things. That's what terrifies me about genetic studying right now, like genetic modification and uh, personalized medicine based mm -hmm. on your genome. Yeah. Like we don't know that. We know just enough to be dangerous about DNA at this point, yeah. I think. We don't even know if it's going to help or not. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then all the side effects you see for medications, you, you don't know until we study it for a while. Mm -hmm. Anyway. The whole study from Estella and the photo project lends itself to the idea that with so many people in the world, the human DNA system is repeating itself. 
So there are likely six other versions of you out there with similar DNA who look strikingly similar to you on the planet. It makes sense. If there's billions of people on the planet, the odds are a couple of them are going to look exactly like you. But mama said I was special. Well, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Nope, you're not. All right. Uh, the historical author, Lindsay Smith, once said, I often feel as if I'm moving about as a double in my own skin, a doppelganger walking a divergent path of my life's choices. Hmm, well, if it's not the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> How about some famous doppelganger experience? So, we've all heard of Mary Shelley, right? Frankenstein. Frankenstein! This is a creepy one. Her husband, Percy, claimed to see a figure of himself at their villa when they moved to Italy, who asked Percy, came up to him and said, How long do you mean to be content? Percy was often sick, being due, or having lung disorders, and it was thought that this was just an hallucination from, uh, from probably hypoxia or you know some issue. Mm -hmm. So, however, a friend of Mary's also saw this doppelganger, and Percy died only a few days after he told Mary about seeing himself. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. that is a little creepy. Yeah, another individual, Emily Saget. In 1845, uh, she was a teacher whose students claimed that there were two of her. The students claimed a double appeared behind her one day in class and mimicked her movements exactly. The apparition was seen by several different people at different places and by numerous people. Emily never saw her doppelganger herself, but did claim to become exhausted and the color drained from her face when her double appeared. <sighs> Excuse me. I'm, I'm thinking back to the videos I was watching about all these and my ha the hair standing up on the back of my arms. Mm -hmm. She went, she did this, this same thing happened to her at like 20 schools. I forgot to put that in there. In 20 different schools? 20 different schools. She, other... she had, I think it was 16 jobs in 12 years. And yeah, it, this happened everywhere. She never saw the doppelganger, but, but other, people, other people, people did. It. Like how creepy would, no, Charlie, there's a Charlie behind you right now. And like you turn around, it disappears. I'm like, no, I swear it was her. <laughs> and they're like, like <sighs> standing in the corner, smiling or something. Yeah. And be like. Okay. Yep. It's going to get creepier, so hold on. Oh, great. Sir Frederick Carney Rash. Make sure you listen to this during the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> he fell sick in 1905, but a double showed up at a meeting at the House of Commons, and it shocked the witnesses there. One of his close friends greeted this apparition and asked if he was feeling better, but the apparition did not respond in any way, uh, and he had a grim appearance. Rash claims he was never at the House of Commons that day. Hmm. There are two modern doppelganger stories, although they are both difficult to prove or to dismiss as they came about from online social media sources like Reddit. So, take it with a grain of salt. One account from Reddit is a story of how he and his brother were watching TV one morning when someone knocked on their door. They looked out the window to see their father knocking on the door, so they reached to unlock it and let him in. Their mother stepped in to stop them, panicked. She told the boys to go to the furthest room in the house so that she could wake up their father who was sleeping in the next room. He confronted the double, asked him to leave. When the double didn't respond, the father threatened to call the cops, then opened up the door with a baseball bat in hand, and the double had disappeared. <sighs> hey, Dad! That's not your father! <laughs> How do you know? He's asleep over there. Oh! <laughs> Another story comes from a mother whose family had seen appearances of her doppelganger, but she, too, uh, had never actually seen her. Uh, she and her husband did hear the double singing a lullaby to their infant son in another room. They rushed to his room to see the doppelganger running away. Their son was found crying in the crib because he was confused as to why his mother had just dropped him and stopped singing and run away. 
he the the infant son had night terrors for months after that. Oof, that's, I would too. Yeah, <laughs> I might now. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. So I'm probably gonna butcher this name. Swiss author Han Jörg Schertenlieb. Close. Had said his shadow stretched out across the asphalt. A man on his way to make good an old wrong. His shadow, the dark doppelganger with stilts for legs, sliced in two by the streetcar tracks. If you're interested in more of modern doppelgangers, just Google that word and you'll find hundreds of celebrity doppelgangers and even some sites that will help you find your own doppelganger. Now for the down and dirty denoting doppelgangers. We have discussed that doppelgangers are harbingers of evil. And if you ever meet your evil twin, they were supposedly cast no shadow. So that's a good way to to know for certain. It just gets creepier and creepier. (laughs) If you do have an encounter, be careful that you don't listen to them. They are apt to give you horrible, possibly harmful advice to you or your loved ones. According to Greek mythology, humans at one time had four arms and four legs. This caused Zeus to fear how powerful they may be, so he split them in half. Now, some legends say this may be the origin of the idea of something like a soulmate, romantic, you know, finding the love of your life. Or finding the rest of your body. (laughs) But it could be just your doppelganger out there, the other half of yourself. If you're interested in finding your own doppelganger, there are those websites and apps. Just do a quick search. They're easy to find. So there's a debate that two inmates who shared the same name of William West, uh, that they were sent to the same prison at the same time, may be the reason that fingerprinting is used to identify each individual now. Fingerprinting had been used before, but it is possible this incidence of doppelgangers made the practice more popular. Yeah, and if you haven't, uh, if you're looking up doppelgangers, make sure you Google William West and see the two because it was, they were eerily similar, like Mm -hmm. twins. Finally, Anne Sexton, American poet, had said, I am your dwarf. I am the enemy within. I am the boss of your dreams. See? Your hand shakes. It is not palsy or booze. It is your doppelganger trying to get out. Beware. Beware. Have a good day, everybody. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.